De ster van de stad, altijd dichtbij. RTV Maastricht.
You are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Uh, the song you just listened to was I Wanna Dance With Somebody by the legendary Whitney Houston. Um, you, might have, you might have also heard a little bit of Quasi singing along because obviously he <laughs> loved the song. But Quasi, you planned this episode for today. I think maybe you should be the one to introduce the, uh, d- the topic of discussion. Hi everyone, I'm Quasi, and uh, today's topic we'll be talking about the role music plays in our daily lives. I'm joined by Alina. Hello, hello. And Sham. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, and also Zaki, I'm here on tech, you know, I'm just, you know, the guy who just turns the knobs, makes sets everyone's levels, it's, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, today we're going to talk about the role that music plays in our lives and the importance it has in uh, students' lives as well. So, Alina, let's start. Um, what do you think music means? What does music mean to you initially? Oh, music means a lot for me because, uh, yeah, it's a form of therapy sometimes. Um, yeah, I listen to it when I want to get hyped up, but also when I want to chill. Um, I think it's present in, yeah, in the morning and the evening. So usually it's it's a routine almost. Okay, and you, Sham? No, it's, it's, it's interesting because I never really thought about it until you, until you asked me this because to me, like I would not consciously put music on while I'm say working or uh, or doing something else. Although I w- I wouldn't mind if there is music on in the background. So may, I'm I'm maybe hinting towards it plays a very subconscious role mm-hmm. in in my case. I mean, for me, I think music is um it's actually some way or something that we can use to relate ourselves to the world. Music comes in different genres, different forms, the lyrics mean different things to different people. I mean, you and I may listen to the same song, but we get two different interpretations of it. You know, I think music is a way that we use to express ourselves in different forms as well. It's also something that we can use as a, as Alina said, a therapeutic method to relax ourselves. It's, um, I think there's a new thing that a new trend called ASR or ASM, where it's like whispering, Ah uh, yes, ASMR. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's like you know when the people you 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 just listen. You're you have you have music and it's people just like tapping on the microphone and like whispering in a very you know very specific voice. And it actually does work for me because it does. It's like I don't know how exactly it works, but somehow it just like creates like a tingling sensation at the back of your neck. Um, a lot of the time, these different sounds and things. It's very fascinating to me. Actually, does, does it like force you to like uh, listen more attentively in a way? ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. I mean, a lot of times people just listen to it while they're going to sleep. They really find yeah. it more of a relaxing thing than anything else, I think. That's okay. why, That's how I've used it, at least. That's oh. how I see it, at least. So is it like one of those um, YouTube sounds where you listen to the beach or you listen to rain falling? Is that considered as ASMR? Um, that's similar, but I think it's more like it's more about like the really specific tapping and like like the kind of scraping noises that you hear and it just kind of like... Yeah, I I don't really know how to describe the sound, how to describe really um, how the the effect that it has or anything like that. But it's kind of, like I think can be compared to like nature sounds and rainforest sound or the sea or things like that. Oh, so it's not necessarily like human made. Um, well, ASMR, I think it, it is. Yeah, it is generally human made. Um, but I think it's I think ASMR. I think I think it, I think it generally refers specifically to the response. And ASMR, I think, is just, ASMR. I think is just a general term for sounds that often create this response in people. Ah. 
I also realize that music is something that um, sometimes we're, it's difficult for us to say certain um, feelings towards other people, and we use music to express those feelings as well. So oftentimes you would see someone play, let's say, for example, a love song for someone because just saying, I love you, is also a difficult thing for this person to manifest or to say out loud. And also music is something that we can use to fight loneliness as well. So most times when you're by yourself, you have your music in your ears. If you're going to the gym, you're going to the shop, wherever you're going, when you're by yourself, you use music as a form of companion as well. Oh yeah, I think, well I think it also can be kind of sort of a, like, I mean, like the, I, like, I, really, I really completely agree with the way you can like, expresses certain emotions and things like that, but I also think that emo- that music can also, you know, it can, put you into a specific mood so to speak mm-hmm. um, so like if you're about to do a certain thing you can listen to this specific kind of music or if you're about to do yeah exactly yeah yeah. hence the reason you know when you go to the gym you listen to those hyped up and pumped up uh, music if you're in a romantic mood you listen to R&B the slow jams and if you feel like you know just being hyped up you listen to metal rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I totally can relate to the to the companion bit of it now that I think about it it's like it's like I know that I'm not alone because yeah I can hear my neighbor playing some music mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like I don't have to like the song but it's just okay the idea of yeah just, just the idea that there's someone there it's, it's but most importantly I think music is universal you know um, I can be living in a Caribbean and you can be living in Europe and we are still hearing the same music but because we have the same taste of music it makes us connect on a different level so I think music is universal of, out of um, everything on in the total but what do you guys think um, the state of music what like do you think music is something that should be taught in schools or is it something that we should just enjoy and not necessarily you know I think both Um, I think that I think that there is it is an interesting thing in the way in a a lot of society the way in modern society where we think of music and like for example singing we think of singing as a skill as opposed to something that people just do Automatically, just another form of vocalizing and just you know, expressing a certain emotion, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that by taking by not by by not by taking music out of the classroom and only having it thing something to listen to, I think it then sort of makes people think of it as something that is something that oh you have to be it appreciates the value exactly. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because going to going to school um, at the age of what thirteen or twelve. Everyone had to bring a music flute in school. We had to learn to play the steel pan. Unfortunately enough, I didn't take it seriously, so I can't play any musical instruments. But I don't know if you guys had that same upbringing <laughs> in school as well. It's never too late to well, learn. Uh, but I do. I do. I don't want to cut you off though, mm-hmm. because it it's is, okay. I just wanted to say that we, it's about time to come to a different song. Oh, right now. Yeah, it's this conversation goes fast because we all love music. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the next song is a song that I grew up listening to in my grandmother's car. Um, She listened to 103.9 FM in Philadelphia, which was Philadelphia's inspiration station. I still remember the jingle. Um, The song is I Smile by Kirk Franklin. I hope y'all enjoy. And I hope you smile. Yes. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. Today's a new day, but where are my blue skies? 
mess with you. I almost gave up.
you to be happy, cause then you gotta have something happen. I want you to have joy, cause can't nobody take that from you. <laughs> I see you, smile. Ah, uh, yes, I feel so nostalgic listening to this song. Um, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Today we're talking about the role of music in our daily lives. Um, and I really want to respond to the point that you had made earlier about um, music being a, universal, being a universal language. I think that it is universal in the same way that language is universal, in that you know every culture, every body has you know the ability to learn language in that sense mm-hmm. um but i still think that there are still very types of religion of, of different in the same way there are different languages um in the same way there are different languages and you know someone who understands one language may not understand another language like mm-hmm. i don't understand greek i think that, in that same sense people who grew up listening to one kind of music and learning the language of this music will not understand another culture's music so to mm-hmm. speak yeah, I agree as well. Um, it's like, for instance, me playing Caribbean music in Europe, some people may think, okay, it's vulgar, it's uh, just out there, but that's just a different um, slice of how music is diverse. You know, it's the same as if I were to listen to, let's say, um, an Islam-based song. I may not necessarily understand it. I may like the beat, but for all I know, I don't know what they're saying in Islam or Arabic in the woods. So I do think it's, uh, I agree with you, Zaki. And I also do think that music is used as a learning tool as well, because for some people, if they're learning a foreign language, they tend to listen to this music in a uh, music in that language. I mean, I for one did it already, so I don't know if you guys have any um, experiences with that as well. I can I can definitely relate to learning German using Rammstein. Using what? <laughs> Rammstein. It's like a popular German band. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> and what about you, Alina? Yeah, I also listen to Spanish songs, and that really makes it more easy. Yeah, easier mm-hmm. to just learn uh, the language. But I think my perspective is a bit different than from your perspective, for example, Zaki. Uh, from uh, yeah, because you're basically also learning music. So I think people that don't have this background perceive music as something different. Mm-hmm. I would say and coming back to oh, going back to the point you made earlier, I think everyone should have this basic education to um yeah, understand more than just yeah, music is something to chill on or mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I sometimes wonder what happens to like people who drop out of music school, do they end up growing up hating music? <laughs> <laughs> well, is I that mean, even possible? I don't know. Well, I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know people who have like done that specific thing. Um, I don't think that they grew up hating music. I think they just realized that music maybe does not necessarily. It's not their passion. And, and even if it's not their passion, sometimes you don't want to have your passion be your job because sometimes because then if you have if constantly work at the time, it can take your joy out of your passion. But I also do think that it is realizing that maybe this shouldn't be. It didn't take this specific place in my life at this moment. And there are a lot of people who I know who have maybe who have majored in music, who may, who majored in music and then left that field, but still play music very to a very high level outside of their profession. Hmm. Yeah. An important fact I think that most people are not aware of is that music is actually uh, came into existence around fifty five thousand years ago. So that is mind blowing to me to know that music has been around so long, and also I think music has the ability to change our mood instantly. I don't know if you guys ever woke up one morning and just like in a bad mood and then you put on this mood changer song and then all of a sudden you feel happy or sometimes if I'm angry, I tend to clean to music. 
So if you ever see me quiet when I'm listening to music and I'm cleaning, it's because I'm annoyed or angry about something, you know? Or sometimes you just need that boost of energy and you listen to a Spotify playlist. And I think everyone can agree, we all have that certain Spotify playlist where we go to just to get a sense of relaxation as well, you know? Um, do you guys think that music is powerful and it has the ability to move us in different directions? Oh yeah, definitely can relate to that. How is it powerful uh, to you? Well, like you said, like it affects the mood a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially like it is. Not, I'm not saying that if you listen to like a, um, a far music with fast beats, you're necessarily faster. I mean, it works for some people, but I mean, it, it could also be that there are fast beats, but I'm still concentrating on whatever I'm doing. Um, so yeah, in that way, for sure. Actually, this this uh, this topic really resonates with one of the topics we had before on Student Radio Mastery. There was rhythms in our speech. Mm-hmm. So that's even stepping, yeah, let's say, one step closer towards neuroscience, understanding uh, how do rhythms really affect and how, how do we, not only how we perceive it, but also now that you're mentioning that it, it does have a physical effect on us, right? Yeah. Like um, make you feel more energetic, for example. So that uh, I can definitely relate to. What about you, Alina? How do you think music is powerful? Yeah, to you? It's interesting that you asked about uh, the future, so in which direction mm-hmm. the music can uh, can drag us on. But what I thought was about the past, because mm-hmm. sometimes uh, we attach songs to past memories, and then if we listen to them, we instantly transfer ourselves yeah. to that moment. And also, yeah, it's like a boom of emotions instantly. So, yeah, that's how music is powerful to me, in a way. That's actually a really good point, because I've never actually thought about it in that way. But perfect example, I think, Zaki and I listening to that the previous song, we instantly remembered our um, childhood growing up with our grand- grandmother. So I do agree with you, actually, but I've never really put it in that perspective. But I think music is powerful for yeah. us. You know, I completely agree. No, I've, I, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, because to, to respond to your question, I think I'm going to respond to your question with a um, with with a with a with a very specific song that might bring up a certain memories for people who might have seen a very specific film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Everyone who has seen Up automatically mm-hmm. has a response immediately to hearing this specific song. Um, and I think that really is the key. There are still certain songs that I may have listened to at a very specific time that, that that may have been associated with a very specific mood at that time. And then if I think about this song now, or I listen to a song now, it brings me back to that feeling or emotion. Yeah, I think that's also important because I think some, as a form of therapy, um, people who have like um, loss of memory, they play music for them to actually try to ring whatever bell they have inside of their heads to um, <laughs> remember what they have probably forgotten. So actually that's a, um, a really important fact that you made, Alina. I appreciate that as well. But for me, I think music is important for me growing up. I would always have problems remembering formulas and um, diagrams and that kind of stuff. And then one day I decided to remember these formulas and remember these, um, how to co- um, label these diagrams by my favorite songs. You know, wow. not even my favorite songs, but just like simple nursery rhymes. So, for instance, like growing up in primary school, you had to label the flower, the diagram of a flower. And I remember the stigma is connected to the antler, and the antler is connected to the stem, uh, petal, and so on and so on and so on. And that actually made me remember the diagram word for word. 
So you can use it in different perspectives and different angles just to benefit you when it comes to learning as well. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can relate to that. We used to make, let's say, short uh, rhymes in mm-hmm. order to remember, especially topics in biology, because I had terrible memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, remembering these words sometimes were yeah, quite the challenge, Exa- especially exactly. when I didn't know the origins of it or like the logic of labeling then. Yeah, this is a nice, nice way to indeed remember. Yeah, it is actually. Um, even when studying, you know, sometimes there's a st- study playlist, a study playlist in the background where you just have the calm music. But I think everyone studies a different type of music or a different vibe. Um, sometimes if I don't have music, I just have the TV running in the background. Just yeah. to have, hear that noise in my head, as you said earlier, on a subconscious um, level, level yeah. of music. And True. now I'm hearing a song that I think can improve all of our moods today, even if the weather is a bit good, I guess, or gloomy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of great, but you know, just because the weather's great doesn't mean we can't be happy. And that's true. And it brings us to our next song, Happy, by Pharrell Williams.
Yes, this is Happy by Pharrell Williams. Um, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Uh, this is Aki, your tech, and I'm here with Quasi, the host for today. Hola. And there's also Alina. Hey. And Shyam. Hello, hello. Yeah. So, yeah, to dis- you're, you're leading the discussion today, Quasi. So. Yes. Uh, prior to the break, we were talking about why is music so powerful and why is it moving to us. And I think Shyam and Alina shared why it was important to them. I mean, why it's powerful to them. Um, I also shared why it's important to me. Did you share your opinion on why it's important to you, Zaki? Well, I'm a music student, mm-hmm. so... Self-explanatory. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah, it's very important to me, but I mean, even before I decided to study music, like, I, like one of my earliest memories is me being five years old and, and just being like, I am going to be a singer when I grow up. That's not. I don't think that's necessarily the case now. But even like even back then, music was one of the most important things, just because of the way that it can evoke certain emotions. The lyrical content of songs also can be so speak to people so strongly. And I just think that yeah, I it's just you know it's just you know I think it's probably the most important thing in my life. In besides like my family and friends, like when I came here, I literally brought my suitcase, my backpack, my backpack, and my viola, mm-hmm. and that's all I had when I first came here. So I think that does speak that this is one of the three, like one of the most important things, you know, yeah. to me. I mean, I have seen, coming from the Caribbean, I've seen music literally bring strangers together. You know, people who you would not necessarily expect to party together or anything like that. I've seen it, you know, when the music really hits your soul and hit, hit that, the rhythm really catches you, you, you just feel engulfed with emotions and you just want to party on a dance. I think you've seen it also in clubs over here in the Netherlands as well. Um, I think we'll see it soon when the clubs are open again. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Exactly. But you know, I think um, the state of music now, it's readily available to all of us. Before, at least for me, when I was younger, to listen to certain music, you had a cassette player. And you had to put it in the radio or the, the, the cassette recorder. And it was just a black tape. And now to see that music isn't literally on our fingertips on our phones, it's so amazing. And I can only imagine what's going to happen in the future as well. But I do also think that music is underappreciated to some extent in today's society. What do you guys think about that? I um, kind of, I kind of completely agree. Honestly, I think that kind of the immediate availability of music is kind of been both a blessing and a curse, mm-hmm. particularly for people who are in the music industry. Um, particularly like the rise of Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. Spotify is something something that's kind of been really not necessarily kind of detrimental towards towards artists in the industry and the, for the fact that you have to get so many different plays. And even when you get all of, like over a million plays, they don't really pay the actual artists that yeah. much. Um, but I do also think that it is a good thing for it to be as accessible as it is. I think that the technology is really incredible as it relates to music because you know now anyone can really make music at their computer if they can just download a program yeah. and yeah, it's that simple. Um, but I do think I don't I I do think there that because of the way the industry has changed, I think that the way the art form itself has changed. Like I remember like when Beyonce released her documentary a few years ago, she would talk about how people aren't really releasing albums anymore. They're yeah, like they're about single, 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 single. And me, I'm kind of the person that like I will listen to an album all the way through because I think of how it, like the story that's being told, the really emotion that's trying to be portrayed within that album. And I think that's something it's kinda of, I think for me I find that a little bit sad that people aren't really getting that experience anymore. I think I agree with you as well. I don't think, um, I think it's underappreciated. And you know, 
one song from an artist, they generate like 62 cents, and that's it, from one play on Spotify. And in recent times, um, Nicki Minaj, she actually, um, she went to the billboards and she asked them to, you know, when it comes to album sales, you can't just count Spotify and these streaming services alone, count YouTube videos, count YouTube um, views, and this could make the artists actually benefit more from their artwork. As well, I think it's also hard for artists to kind of cross over into different fields as well. So now they have to be diversified into different genres of music, which is good for us as well as listeners or as uh, consumers. But I think um, the true art of music has really declined over the past couple of years. I I don't know if necessarily the art form itself has declined, but I do think that a lot of the artistic and stylistic choices that people have to make have changed just due to the fact that the industry itself has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that like I don't think that pop art like pop music that comes out nowadays is any better or worse than pop music that came out uh, thirty or fifty years ago. Um, I just think that 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 because of the way the industry has been, it has really forced artists to create music in a very much different way than it has been before okay and what do you think about like the art of music in general well um <laughs> i've been thinking about it i'll be quite honest i i i can totally uh understand that as an art form as a as a commercial art form it's definitely underappreciated um from a broader perspective, not to say that there are, um, let's say, some people who make a lot of money with it, and then there are some who really can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apart from that, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I do think it's definitely a tool that can be used, uh, that can be exploited more, like you said about education, for example, mm-hmm. or um, memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, like well, Zaki mentioned earlier about um, learning politics with with songs, oh. uh, in a way. <laughs> so what I mentioned before was something called schoolhouse rock, um, which was I think which was a very American thing. But it was um, so basically they would write songs about certain subjects, like oh, like there's the eight times the eight times tables. So this is uh, this is how the three branches of government work. Yeah. This is how the circulation the circulatory system works. Um, and they would play them in between cartoons so that kids would you know remember these things and yeah. take them with them when they went to school. Um, and like my mom showed me these videos when I was younger, and this is literally how I rem- memorize my times tables. Like there's still certain things where I think about like a part of speech. I think of I still think of the song lolly lolly lolly. Get your adverbs here. I still think like someone asked me about an adverb. Well, an adverb is a word. Okay, da 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 da. That modifies a verb. Da 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 da. It modifies an adjective or adjective or another ad- adverb. So I think about all of these specific. Like I still have the rhymes. It's in like my a mind. learning skill. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just, it's, no, it's no different from any other mnemonic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree because I have used it in the past, but not in that particular uh, particular context. But I've used it that it could have modified it to my own liking as well. But I feel as though, in a, as a, um, from a student's perspective, I think we use music um, unconsciously to probably prepare us to study, set the the mood and that kind of stuff. But I feel as though we live in a society where we are focused on everything else besides music as a career. I don't know in other cultures, but at least in mine, if you tell your parents, okay, I'm gonna you know, study music, they'll watch you kind of side-eye because in their minds, music is not really a money-making career. I think there's something with all of the arts, honestly. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's something like visual artists. If you're a visual artist, people are gonna think, oh, you're not gonna make any money with this. If you're a if you're a musical artist, people are like, oh, you're not gonna make any money with this. If you go into theater, I mean, because a lot of times the people that become famous are only the ones who really, really get become so well. Because they always think of it so much as a lottery. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I think it's just the art. I think it's something that comes with the devaluing of the arts in general in modern society. Like we don't think about how much like art really does come into our daily lives from like from music and music, music and commercials. That was an artist who wrote that music and wrote that song. Mm. Like all of these things, I think are really important. I think that modern society kind of disillusioned us from the fact that these are things that are important. I think though that we do have to we should kind of go to another song though at this point. Okay. okay. Yes. So the next song that you have planned is beautiful. By Christina Aguilera. Wow, you are really bringing up the nostalgia right now. I just gotta I know, say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Hope you all enjoy "Beautiful" by Christina Aguilera. You guys know this song? So wonderful and 
Yes, that was beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Well, a, a, a classic song from the early 2000s. I think the early 2000s is really an underappreciated uh, era in terms of music. But you're, anyways, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht, 107.5 FM. Kwesi? Hi, I am back with Alina and hey. Sham. I don't know why I'm thinking such it. <laughs> um, so, Sham, I have a question for you. Seeing that you had a, a segment earlier on with um, designer of science and music, do you think there's a connection between the two of them? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you glad you glad you brought it up. Because uh, in the earlier section we were talking about like how uh, music is is sort of underappreciated, and I mentioned indeed from a commercial point of view. But I think one of the um, underexplored um, areas is is a, is indeed the connection with music and. And so let's say physiology, right? So in, in one of the episodes we had on rhythm for speech, we saw there are definitely some neurochemical interactions, mm-hmm. which, uh, which then uh, hints me towards maybe that field that needs to be studied better is like um, music as a therapy. I'm, I'm sure it's not new. It uh, isn't because yeah. actually music, the rhythm has a powerful effect on the movement. So there that's why when we hear music and we hear certain beats, we tend to tap our feet or snap our fingers or just feel to dance. So it does actually have a connection. The, oh, this is something we addressed in that in that uh, episode as well. Indeed, where uh, I was wondering if, is is this the reason why people dance? Is it uh, mm-hmm. irresistible to certain? Yeah, it's sort of irresistible. Yeah. Actually. I think it's actually because I'm actually a video by Adam Neely where he where someone asked him about how to practice rhythm and he actually made a comparison between humans and birds. Um, like if you think of, if you look at, think of like videos of parrots where they're like dancing to like a song and they like have the beat beat, beat like perfectly there. Mm-hmm. It's, I think there is a connection between the act of vocalizing um, and the repetitive vocalizing that really does make rhythm more tangible for us, I think. Yeah, because mm. the auditory system has a rich connection into the brain. So that explains why it is when we hear the rhythms, we tend to move towards them as well. And actually, there's also a natural inclination to tap along with music when you hear certain beats, even though you think you may not be in timing or you just want to snap your fingers, move to the, you know, shake your head, do something to actually get that urge out of your system. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that is maybe something we can, uh, that needs to be uh, looked into more. But also, appreciate it a bit more. coming to me now is I remember as children, or if a pregnant woman is pregnant, sometimes you would see that she listens, um, puts uh, mm, classical yeah. music to the, the to baby. Yeah, yeah, it actually, um, a study shows that it actually improves the baby's um, ability to be, you know, somewhat have a higher IQ or something like that. But uh, I don't know how, I've never seen anyone do that. I don't before. know. I mean, a lot of these things are definitely questionable in the sense I've seen, um, now that you mentioned the baby thing, was using music with plants, oh, and the yeah. claim was that the plants grow better. But really, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is true. I actually, this is actually saw an episode of the TV show on Discovery Channel in the United States, MythBusters. I don't know if it's syndicated out here oh, as yeah. well. But they did an episode where they actually tested this myth, and they were like, "Oh, they did, like, they did class- classical music. They did other types of music." As it turns out, the type of music that made plants grow the best was hard rock. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Maybe that's why my plants aren't growing. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard that some uh, some farmers put music for their cows in order for them to bring more more milk to produce more milk. Do, do you know what kind of music that was? Uh, mm. I 
think something also like chilling or classical. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was a huge difference between yeah a cow that didn't listen to music and the one that oh, did. Wow. So it's and I know an experiment. <laughs> sorry, but I know if you also fall asleep with music in your ears, it has the ability inf- to influence what you dream about as well. So I don't know if you guys ever fall asleep with music list while listening to music and just had this wild dream. You guys have no. never had that experience? No, <laughs> not really. Not I don't really get like the wild dreams. I just like eventually fall asleep and I don't know, maybe I might hear a bit of music in the dream, but not. I don't really like get wild dreams as a result of the music that I listen to, at least. I mean, I've listened to like certain music and then fall asleep and then for some reason... I think I'm. I meet the person that I'm listening to, or I'm in a concert or something. But no, that's no. the most. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most out of it. Yeah. Well, looking at the time, I think it is about time to go to our next song, um, uh, which is "Walking on Sunshine" by Katrina and the Waves. Yes. Classic song from the '80s. Yeah. You really are going for the nostalgia today. I, I know. Appreciate the songs this. are really nice. <laughs> you guys have to know this one.
Yes, we're walking on sunshine uh, with Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht, 107.5 FM. We're here with Kwesi, Sham, and Alina. Hey. Hello. Yeah. So, yeah, Kwesi, we're at the end of the episode. Yeah. Do you have any more questions about, about this? Oh, no, I don't have any more questions, but I think we've all come to a general consensus that music plays different rules and different perspectives on our lives, and it can actually be used as a learning instrument as well as a therapeutic uh, form of, you know, relaxation as well. Um, I think the, next, the last question I have, what are your guys' uh, go-to genres of music? Oh, that's a tricky question. Oh. I'm, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm going to give you a non-answer and just say experimental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just. I mean, it's because it's one of those. It's like it's like classical composition. What exactly does this mean? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it really. I mean, yeah, experimental music. I always like things that seem like oh, this is stretching a boundary. This is something that I haven't heard before. This is a new sound. Mm-hmm. I really like these kind of sense of exploration that people often put into our music, and so that's why I really love artists like Björk and Rina Sawayama. Who I mean, Rina Sawayama is kind of like she's kind of like. Like reflecting back on pop music, but also in a new way. Um, I really, I've been really into like hyper pop, which is like almost like it sounds almost like satiring, like a satire of pop music, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's just everything under the experiment. Not everything under the experiment. Like most things under the experimental umbrella is mm-hmm. generally what I'm going to go to first. I think for me, my go-to genre of music, if I have to choose two, my first choice would actually be. R&B music and the reason why I go to R&B music is because I feel as though this that genre of music has a lot of meaning towards it and a lot of people don't know this but I'm actually a romantic at heart so I feel as though R&B is actually really I connect with it and then my second genre of music would either be soca music which is uh, Trinidad and Tobago's own genre of music or rap because yeah why not <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds fair I mean like to me um, I don't think I have any particular go-to genre of music like I said I don't um, like actively seek uh, mm-hmm. or put music on uh, even while driving for example like while driving I feel uh, sometimes music would uh, makes me drowsy so mm-hmm. I actually prefer listening to conversation rather than music uh, but to answer your question very briefly I think I'm quite open to, to pretty Trying much all yeah exactly the only thing I probably don't like much was was like real techno so like really yeah. fast techno so then to me it's i i really can't find the rhythm there <laughs> I, I mean techno is nice but it depends on i think there's a time and place for everything so if i'm in a club or something i don't mind listening to techno mm-hmm. uh, what about you alina yeah i think i prefer music that has meaning and i feel that someone put the part of their soul in, mm-hmm. in it so it could be r&b as, as you said or indie or i really like folk underground music from indie is actually really nice as well yeah or classical sometimes um or acoustic something that yeah, yeah exactly i mean yeah. i can classical definitely probably yeah. not for me either i don't i don't understand much of it oh there's <laughs> of what? there's a, there's a classical whole, there's a lot uh, of yeah. there's a lot of classical there's a lot of it exactly there. like yeah classical mm-hmm. I, I, I can I have another much. episode about this yeah. Yeah. classical is like what beethoven and bjork and those oh, type of things a lot more yeah i think in my head it's more like beethoven mozart uh, Vivaldi. I mean, that's I think that's something that's just Western art music. I would think of more than anything yeah. else. Mm. I mean, there's already how there's already a bunch of conversation about how to really classify these things in a cohesive way. But yeah, I 
classical music there is a lot of it. I think maybe 20th century classical music might be more up your alley than things that were created before 1900. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's not that I'm I'm definitely averse to it. I mean, I'm definitely averse to techno, but uh, classical music, yeah, I I really wouldn't mind. <laughs> okay, cool. Now we're going to listen to another song, it's a Dutch song by Nielsen called Sexy as it Dance. Mar, before we end, cultural agenda. Ooh, sorry. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, cultural agenda. So yeah, as I mentioned before, if you had not heard yet, we don't have a curfew anymore. Whoop, whoop. And Ooh. yeah, the, ter- the terraces are open again, which I Ooh. think is, you know, pretty nice. It means I can work and wash dishes again. I'm very happy about this. Um, in addition to that, um, in the cultural agenda, we also have new podcasts on our SoundCloud. Um, we have uh, a new podcast from uh, Refugee Project, uh, which is really nice. Um, really, really listen to it. It's a really fascinating topic, and it's really talking about the uh, experience of um, asylum seekers in the Netherlands. Um, in addition to that, we also have Bela Bellissimo's podcast, uh, Queering the Perspective, which as a queer myself, I'm very happy about this podcast. It's a very nice. They have really great conversations on that show. Um, and in addition to this, we there's a, there's a bunch of other things in our SoundCloud, but also this Friday is another episode, not Friday, Saturday. This yeah. Saturday, uh, we have another episode of Muse Musica. Um, I do not know exactly who the guest is yet this week, but we will find out soon. But hope y'all enjoy. Um, yeah, so... Thank up. you for the conversation. Yep, thank you guys for the conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Wait, who are you telling thank you? Me? <laughs> we're, we're, we're grateful for Thanking all... Thanking each other. We're thanking each other. We're just grateful for everyone here. In addition to that, we also need to be grateful for RTV for letting us use their studio so we can, you know, do radio here every week. I really... And express our views and opinions. Mm, yeah. Exactly. And of course, thank you for, the, for listening to us. Yes, thank exactly. you so much. Yep. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at studentradiomaastricht at gmail.com. Enjoy Instagram, Facebook. Oh, also Instagram and Facebook. We also have Instagram and Facebook. I don't remember the exact uh, names. And on Facebook, we're, on student, we're, we're Student Radio Maastricht, but on Instagram, I don't remember our the exact same. angle. Oh, there's no, there's no periods or anything? Probably, but you'll find it without periods. Look up Student Radio Maastricht on Instagram and you'll find us. Either way, yep, this is Sexy Aslik Dance, or Sexy If I Dance, by Nielsen. Hope y'all enjoy. We enjoy you.